On behalf of the people and clergy of St. Luke's Church, I wish you a Merry Christmas. The great days and seasons, in fact, any time Christian people come together to worship, are opportunities to always reflect on our role in God's plan for the cosmos, that each one of us counts in big and small ways for that plan, and that the great days and seasons focus our attention on aspects of the Christian faith and life that are central to our self-understanding. Christmas is mainly a theological festival in the church's life because in certainly the Anglican tradition it is speaking about what some have referred to as the Anglican heresy which is our emphasis on the importance and the centrality of God coming into human flesh, transforming humanity, and reaffirming the intensity of our conviction about the nature of each one of us being made in the image and likeness of God. I mentioned this last Sunday, and you're going to have to put up, those of you who come a lot, uh, with me doing this uh, from time to time now, probably through Easter. But uh, I was on YouTube the other day watching a lecture by the former Bishop of Durham in England, N.T. Wright. And N.T. Wright was uh, talking in his lecture about what it means to be human. And in the course of it, he said, I was in London for a conference when I was still the Bishop of Durham. He recently resigned and is now teaching at the University of St. Andrew in Edinburgh. And he said, I was in one of those London traffic jams. Those of you who've ever been to London in a traffic jam, you know exactly what he meant. And I was in the traffic jam and the cab driver turned back and looked at me and he said, oh, uh, are you a vicar? Or he said, well, no, I, I'm a bishop, actually. And he said, oh, in the Church of England. And he said, yes, that's right. He said, well, you all are having some difficulties, aren't you, with the possibility of women bishops? And he said, yes, we are. We're having some difficulties. And he said, here's my take on this thing. If God raised Jesus Christ from the dead... All the rest is rock and roll, isn't it? <laughs> so some of the things I'm going to say to you tonight may not be rock and roll, but they're sort of things that point us to the centrality and the importance of Christmas. And I talk about them every year because they're so central. Four important things. Four affirmations that the church makes during the great 12 days of Christmas. The first affirmation is the, that the goodness of our humanity, that we are made in God's image and likeness, and as it says in the biblical witness, God made the creation, made us in his image and likeness, and called it good. And all of us can and ought to start from the default position as we interact one with another that we are all good. We assume first the basic goodness of humanity and its centrality for how we interact with one another and seek to be the transparencies and reflections of God's grace and love that we're called to be.
So we affirm the goodness of our humanity. The second affirmation is that we affirm that in Jesus Christ, all of us may achieve the highest of our human potential. And when I speak about that, I do not mean the human potential movement or some kind of self-awareness that all of us ought to cultivate, don't get me wrong, but is not what is meant when we speak about the achieving of the highest of our human potential. It affirms that we were made for a purpose, that we are part of God's plan for the cosmos. Some of you may be asking, why does he use the word cosmos? It's not because I'm a particular fan of Carl Sagan from a long, long time ago. But cosmos is a Greek word. It's what they use in the Bible in the New Testament for world. And cosmos means order. It means bringing chaos into order. And another one of the definitions for cosmos uh, in, Greek, in the Greek dictionary is ornament. And I always think at Christmas time, what a nice thing that is to think about, that each one of you is one of God's ornaments in the cosmos. You have a role to play in big and small ways. Father Thomas Keating who I quote a great deal when he speaks about the Incarnation, about Christmas, says that as we understand the ability to achieve the highest of our human potential, the humdrum duties and events of daily life become sacramental, shot through with implications. Maybe that's what in some of the great faith traditions is meant by mindfulness the sacramental character of the creation that we inhabit and are part of that is called good. And so as we seek to understand the importance of reaching the highest of our human potential, that means that we might have something to do in, in our life with the processes of virtue and character and their development and when we think about what that means, character, one of the definitions of character is living your life according to certain principles. But in our tradition, at your baptism, you receive three theological virtues, faith, hope, and love. And these three things are there for you to enable you to function in a way that you not only begin to have greater clarity about your emotional, spiritual, and mental states, but you become equipped to have healthier relationships. Father Keating says the three places that you and I have to work on on a daily basis with regard to emotional, spiritual, and mental health, and spiritual maturity in particular, are around the three energy centers he calls our irrational programs for happiness. And they are about security and survival, affection and esteem, and power and control. All of those things you and I must handle all the time. And we need to handle them rightly because in order to be a high-functioning person, you need to know how to do that right. And when those things get off the rails, we get off the rails emotionally, spiritually, and mentally. 
and Christmas and God's unconditional love, acceptance, and forgiveness is the process by which we come to see that we can internally achieve a greater potentiality, a greater ability to be God's people in the world. It's a very precious gift. The third affirmation is that Christian people can be joyful and can be hopeful. Joy is not... I used to always think about joy like, you know, Snoopy in the Peanuts cartoon when he was like this, dancing, you know. Hilarity, joyfulness, you know. A lot of us have a great deal of difficulty distinguishing between happiness and euphoria. Joy means the sure confidence and the hope that each one of us will come to a place where the conundrums and the ambiguities and the places in our life that we simply don't understand will become clearer and surer. And we will receive the ways and the means to now move forward in a direction that is healthier and better for us and better for those that we're around. So being a joyful person is a, is a powerful thing. Joy and hope are connected. Somebody told me some years ago, one of the ways you understand hope is honesty, openness, persistence, and enthusiasm. The way in which you pursue now the ability to have confidence that in future, God is present to you and God loves you, accepts you, and forgives you unconditionally. And finally, the fourth affirmation is that we are to be people of peace. All this peace on earth stuff that we read this time of year from the Gospels and, you know, how important it is. Christian people need to be peacemakers. The Savior would have not used, obviously, the word <clears throat> peace. He would have used the Hebrew word shalom which is a far more powerful and rich concept. Here's a few uh, synonyms for shalom. Completeness, wholeness, health, peace, welfare, safety, soundness, tranquility, prosperity, perfectness, fullness, rest, harmony, the absence of agitation or discord. This time of year, we should pray to God for the absence of discord, right? When we go to the annual knock-down and drag-out known as the family Christmas dinner. But in serious terms, we are ambassadors for the shalom of God. Paul says in 2 Corinthians, we are ambassadors for Christ since God is making his appeal through us. There is no other way that that may be done. And so the fourth affirmation is that you and I need to be people of peace. So remember, Christmas is 12 days long. It doesn't end tomorrow. It's 12 days long. And we have time to reflect on these four affirmations. The goodness of your humanity, the ability for you to achieve the highest of your human potential, 
the possibility to be joyful and hopeful in your life, and finally to be an agent for peace in big and small ways in everything you're in, related to in your life. And if you do that, you will be an ambassador for Christ, God making his appeal through you. Amen.